0: other organizations. Informational meetings involving the NIMT, the Forest Service, Federal, State, and local agencies and entities will occur as needed. Where possible, the local forest also assists Rainbow members in locating potentially suitable sites for their gatherings before they occur. Is Resource Protection Plan in place? A Resource Protection Plan is currently being issued with the following primary goals. Protecting public health and safety, minimizing resource impacts and leaving the site at or near pre-gathering conditions, reducing effects on and disruption to local communities, adjacent landowners and other special use permittees. Issues addressed in the resource protection plan include designating parking areas to facilitate traffic flow, locating camps, kitchens and slit trenches away from water sources, removing trash and rehabilitating the site after the gathering. Who will rehabilitate the area after the gathering the rainbow family is responsible for site rehabilitation guidelines are outlined in the, outlined in the resource protection plan at past events many individuals have stayed to assist in site cleanup and have paid for trash disposal with a local vendor forest service officials anticipate this will occur again this year what role does the state and county play in this event Event management is being fully integrated with local officials, including all tribal, federal, state, county, and local law enforcement agencies, as well as emergency service organizations, public health departments, and social services. Are special closure orders in effect? The forest may issue special closure orders to protect the health and safety of visitors and or natural resources that could be impacted by the incident. Will the area be open to the public? yes however all national forest visitors must obey federal state and local laws and regulations the forest service takes the enforcement of these laws very seriously the gathering may impact the community neighbors and other forest visitors the forest service will work hard to minimize any negative effects to local communities and the environment does the forest service test the water The Forest Service does conduct water quality testing as part of the regular monitoring procedures. If during those tests the data indicates there is a problem, the appropriate health departments will be contacted. What makes the Forest Service think the event may occur in Colorado or Grand County? The Rainbow Family held its first gathering 50 years ago at Strawberry Lake on the Arapaho National Forest. The Forest Service is aware, based on information posted on various websites and social media used by Rainbow Family members, that the 2022 National Rainbow Family Gathering could occur in Colorado, possibly on the Arapaho National Forest, in recognition of the 50th anniversary. The specific site or time frame is typically not known until the group holds its spring council in June.
1: Stay safe.
2: That's right, Van Halen, not Van Hagar, because this is Millennials versus Gen X, and we are general Xing the fuck out of this thing. Are there any Millennials here? Yeah. That's amazing. This place is filled with Millennials because we're not giving away any participation trophies at this event. I'm surprised you guys showed up anyway. All right. So, hey, uh, before I get too started with things, speaking of millennials versus Gen X, Luke Perry died. Yeah, Luke Perry died. I think he did too much 9021 blow. Yeah, boy. Speaking of blow, guys, we're about to go to war with uh, uh, Venezuela. So, we're starting to amass troops in Colombia. Uh, so cocaine's going to get really expensive soon. So you might want to stock up or uh, buy, I don't know. Stock up. That's the word to the wise. Anyway, we're here as far as I'm concerned as, as let me gen-explain this event here tonight to all you p- people out there. As far as I'm concerned, this is a roast of fucking millennials. We're just going to. We're just gonna dump all over you for like a whole hour. It's gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I mean, why, it, it, see, it's fun already, right? Just thinking about it is just the anticipation. It's precious. It's great. I love crapping on you guys. The future for you guys, ha, good luck. I mean, you guys are, we can't depend on you guys for shit, right? It's just so obvious. I mean, you're all deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread, for starters. I mean, when Armageddon comes, I'm just gonna make a couple sandwiches and fight off all your hordes (laughs) and survive to rebuild society in my image. Wait, for what? Yeah, I don't have to wait too much longer. I mean, now that they've discontinued antibacterial soap, you guys are due for a die-off once you touch dirt for the first time. The shock to your system will be too much for you guys. I mean, how could you be allergic to bread? Bread is the thing that is, like, most closely associated with, like, civilization, right? I mean, before bread, we were in huts. Then we had bread, and now we have civilization, I mean, we can't trust you guys with bread. How can we trust you with civilization? Straight line reasoning right there. Welcome to the collapse. I mean, you guys are so, I was recently, speaking of dirt, I was recently reminded that my generation and all the generations before me, we used to eat dirt as kids, right? It It gave us grit, right? But you idiots are eating Tide Pods. What the? (laughs) Completely the other way. Now you're just too weak. Speaking of weak, you guys got the Momo challenge too, not just the Tide Pod challenge, the Momo challenge. You guys know what that is? You challenge each other to commit suicide. And you do it like lemmings. You don't win the Momo challenge, you darwin the Momo challenge. You even got this thing, the condom challenge. You guys know about this one where you're snorting condoms? They had a condom challenge when I was growing up. The challenge was to wear a condom. <laughs> Just one thing after another. you get your stupid fucking diets, your stupid fucking paleo bullshit. Paleo, I'm so paleo, how come I'm not losing weight? I'm so paleo. Because you're not fucking paleo, that's why. You know what is paleo? Shivering. Shivering's paleo, it works your core, gets those hard to reach muscles. That's why they were so ripped back in the paleo days, they were shivering all the time. You've tried your stupid diets, your stupid kombucha. God damn, someone took turnt wine and skunk beer and mixed them together. That's what kombucha is. Now that I'm drinking it, I realize it's the slurry they use for fracking. (laughs) It's causing major climate change in my microbiomes and I am producing methane. That's a science joke, in case you're wondering. So I got off of that shit and I started eating kimchi instead. Holy shit, now that I'm eating kimchi, I gotta say, what the fuck is wrong with Koreans? How do you make cabbage worse? I eat that stuff, it makes me Kim (laughs) Jong-il. Zing. (laughs) Yeah, it's one thing I have to know with you guys, you're just too soft with everything. You're too soft with weed too, man. 420, so played out. You can vape in the library now, guys. It's like smoking weed is not cool or hip or dangerous anymore. Nerds took over, 57 kinds of different oil. Pathetic. Who here remembers 1987? (laughs) The year America ran out of weed. You see, back then there was weed or no weed. Those were your options. (laughs) Not like which club has the special on red Congolese and who's got the, it was how much sativa is in that? Me, 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 me. We used to be homo sapiens looking each other in the eye as we passed the joint around, right? We used to save the roaches and hoard them till Sunday because they were special. (laughs) You guys don't do that shit. You just cartridge, 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 la la la. All a bunch of fucking homo sativas and homo indicas just sucking down on your individual wrapped vape pens. Devolving before my eyes. Walking headlong into traffic with your Pokemon go walk off a cliff, nav apps. Nav app completely necessary now because you've lost your ability to find your friends in a park. Pathetic. You guys got it too easy with pussy, too, man. I'll tell you that. When I was growing up, that shit was the nom down there, man. You were in the jungle looking out for Charlie and shit. You didn't know which way was north. The orgasm was still a myth. (laughs) The G spot hadn't been invented yet. And the clitoris was like the Mayan city of gold swallowed up by the jungle. We didn't have the vagina monologues or Google Maps to help us out back then. We had to figure that shit out on our own. Now it's like fucking Iraq war down there, man. Nothing but scorched earth, right? (laughs) Nothing between you and Baghdad. No mystery. And it's pathetic. Are there any millennials on the, the bill tonight? You're all millennials? So it's just me against all you guys. And I'm winning. So, anyway, we didn't go over who was coming up first or second. But there's sort of an order on the, uh, we're all uh, comfortable with the order on Facebook. Cool. Which means Robert, Robert Pang is coming up first to defend his generation. Give it up for Robert Pang.
3: Oh, yeah, our generation's fucked. There's no, there's no defending it, right? There's seriously no know, defending this shit, right like i i I was lost today because my phone died like I don't know where, how the fuck I even got here like what the fuck like I tried to look at a a real map. I'm just like, what is all these squiggly lines like just show me where to go seriously, what the fuck right like my eye uh, like Asian millennial is even more fucked than like normal millennials, right like Asian millennials are just we've been through a lot like seriously, just look just treat us better, okay, because we've been through a lot, seriously like like, white people have so much options. Like, white kids have so much options, right? If they, can fu- if they fuck up school, they can, like, do trade school, they could, like, do music, they can maybe do stand up comedy, right? Like, we're Asian millennials. Like, if we fuck up school, we're just fucked, right? It's either we go to engineering school or we die in the sweatshop somewhere. Like, there's no, there's no middle ground, right? Like, seriously, like, Asian millennial, we, like, if we don't get a good job, that means we can't get a good car, that means we can't get a good house, that means we don't fuck. Like, at all. Like, have anyone here not fucked? Give it up if you're not fucked. <laughs> Only me? Seriously, God damn it. Seriously, like, if, you, uh, if you're wondering, like, if you're a Gen X or you're a millennial, just ask yourself this question, okay? What's more sexy, a 12-inch dick or a 12,000-square-foot condo in downtown uh, San Francisco? right it's just like seriously like like for us it's like we rather have the condo because a condo will solve all of our problems right like just like even if like we can't get the good sex like we can still jerk off to a waterfront view which is much better than whatever the fuck we're doing just like seriously i need a house right like i fucked up my life i know exactly when i fucked up college anyone to college here anyone to college here we all went to college, right, because we're the millennials, right? And we're so fucking dumb, right? Seriously, like, I know this one guy from college who can build any kind of bridge in the world, any kind of bridge, but you know what kind of bridge you can't build? The bridge of human connection. Like, that guy is never getting laid, right? Like, and the dumbest guy I know, the dumbest guy I know spent a, hundred, a thousand K to go to engineering school, graduated, can't find a job, and now is doing stand-up comedy on Muni radio. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with me? Like, seriously. Like we we can't we don't know how to talk to people. Like I'm so fucking lonely right now. Like <laughs> seriously, I'm so lonely. Like like I did the loneliest thing possible. Like last New Year's Eve, I mean uh, New Year's Eve celebration, I went to watch the fireworks in downtown alone. Right? Like that's the saddest thing ever. Like for the whole time when I was there, when I was like waiting for the fireworks to start for two hours straight, I just tried to pretend to try to find my friends. Right? It's just like, hey, where are you, man? Where are you? Yeah, Wang? Wang, are you here yet, yeah, Wang? Wang? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm, at the, I'm now at the waterfront. For the two hours when I was there, I was just walking around doing that. Because if I sat down, people would have been like, oh, look at this piece of shit. He's here watching the fireworks alone, right? It's just like, seriously, seriously, talking to people. How do, how do people do it? right, people like, I don't know how to get a job at all, right, like it's all online job application now, like online job applications are just fucking nightmares right, I just like, I see this one job post, like entry level position three years experience needed like three years experience so that's like a girl who's like, oh my god I want to date a virgin, but he needs to be anal, have a sex dungeon and three years experience, like what the hell, man like by the way, if you know a girl like that, call me <laughs> I can build a great sex dungeon. There's so much duct tape in my house, I don't I don't know what to do is it Right, like I'm an engineer, yeah, so it means like I'm more socially awkward in talking to people. Like people try to give me advice when I can't find a job. They're like, Robert, if you can't find a job, you got to network, you got to go out there, and you got to talk to people. Like seriously, fuck you, okay, whoever gave that advice, fuck you, right? I'm a millennial, I don't know how to talk to people. Like when you were out out there drinking, partying, and having sex, I was at home studying math like a good boy. But no, you can't hire me because I'm socially awkward. But you can hire the douchebag who stole all my homework because he's cool. He knows how to talk to people. Like look, I know I wanna know how drinking works, right? Like, I don't I don't know how fucking drinking works. Like you drink and some magic happens and boom, you're pregnant. Like what what is this sorcery? Somebody teach me this shit, right? Like crack, crack is amazing. Right? Like, I wish I was addicted to crack, okay? Because at least Crack is so cool. Like, when you're storing sm- crack, like, people look up to you, like, whoa, that guy's smoking crack. You know what I'm addicted to? League of Legend. Like, nobody... Is looking up to me because I sit in from a dark room all day, sitting in front of a computer, just clicking a button. Like at least when you're addicted to crack, you're getting exercise, right? Like I look like I have no exercise at all. Like seriously, like like if I was on crack around I me, mean, I'll be like, <laughs> and then I'll be like, all this twitching is gonna make me lose weight. But like I don't do that. Like god damn it, I was I was a cool, I was a nerd kid. God, we're all nerd kids. All Asian kids are nerds. Just like God. Damn it. Like every Asian kid I talk to is just like engineering degrees. Like, what are you gonna do with that engineering degree? I'm gonna work in a convenience store because fuck me, right? Seriously, seriously, like the fuck? Like we all have good degrees. Like, what's what's your degree, sir? What's your degree? Oh, okay, uh, what's your degree? <laughs> <laughs> You deserve your fate. You also deserve your fate, right? But like I have a fucking engineering degree, I'm still doing stand-up comedy. Like I'm making literally like 15 bucks an hour and then like doing stand-up comedy on the side because I I don't know how to get a job at all. Like seriously, like if you're wondering like what kind of engineer can't find a job, it depends on engineering, okay? Like every other kind of... (laughs) Every other kind of engineer is a hero to society, but a mining engineer, that's a Captain Planet villain, right? It's just like Tony Stark can build killer robots all day and kids look up to him. But when I want to build one coal mine, suddenly Chuck Norris appears and kicks me in the face. Because nature, nature, oh my god, seriously. Millennials, could you just stop with this environmental shit? Like, I I need a fucking job, okay? Listen, I I (laughs) said. I said too much on stage. Like I, I talk, I trash talk ch- China too much, right? Like I can't go back to China now. If I go back to China, they'll be like, "Do you want to see the death camp?" Because you are there all the time, right? Like just, like, <laughs> like I am so fucked. Like seriously, like I. I wish I was that kid back in the sweatshop, right? Like I wish I didn't leave China in the first place because that kid back in the sweatshop, he is doing way better than me, right? He's like, he can make an iPhone in five seconds. Like what could I do? (laughs) Linear algebra. Give it up if you know what that is, right? (laughs) Give it up if you know what linear algebra is. What is linear algebra, sir? That's a problem, that's a problem, right there, right? What am I supposed to do? Like impress my employer with my ability to invert a matrixy? like do you even know what that means? Right, like there's nothing on my resume, like there's nothing on my resume except this, right? Because like, I don't care what you people say, this is three years of public speaking experience, right? Like I'm not, (laughs) like do you know how hard it is for an Asian engineer to get a job? In, in this economy, like, you know how many Asian engineers there are in the world? Like, every pile of resume, there's, like, just a bunch of Wangs and pangs and, like, Laos, right? And then you see this Miller guy. It's like, oh, he's a white guy. I'm going to hire him because he speaks English. Like, right on. like, look, look, I, I'm not even doing this for some bullshit dream. No, I'm doing this co- to convince white people that I speak English, which I assume <laughs> I am speaking to you or you're just laughing to not seem racist, right? Like, like I really don't belong in the corporate world, like seriously, like you know, I actually got an engineering job for like a month, right? You know how I got fired? How did I get fired? Yeah, that's right. why not <laughs> I wish I did that, fuck. <laughs> Dude, I, I got fired because I took a nap during a job orientation, right? Like, I can't, I can't even keep myself awake for one single fucking job or orientation, right? Like, it's just, like, I can't, I have narcolepsy. Like, I developed it when I used to go to church, church back in the day because all the sermon was so fucking boring. So I slept through every sermon. And then, like, when I went to university, I slept through every lecture because they were also as boring. And then, like, because of this, like, environmental effect of, like, every time someone is boring talks, I just fall asleep i fall asleep during a job orientation and i got fired immediately like seriously i can't hold a fucking real job right because we're all pieces of shits yeah i never had sex and i do not even have sex seriously i never had sex like i want i think i'll be greater than sex though because i watch a lot of demonstration videos right like, I read all the articles on the subject, right? I know all about the sex, the anal sex, the vaginal sex, and the tentacle sex. Like, ladies, please, we have options, right? And I would admit, like, our porn is way better than the Gen X porn. Like, he was probably masturbating to, like, some Playboy magazine, like, we. Like, I masturbated to a Playboy magazine once, and it was really boring. I was just like, there's so many articles and one picture. It's like, what the fuck is the point of this shit? Like, like we are we masturbate to some really deep shit. Like, I don't even masturbate to normal porn now. Like, what I masturbate to is, like, a combination of weirdo hentais and, like, weirdo ASMR, where this, this girl just talks dirty to me, and I just jerk off to that. It's, it's kind of weird, right? Like... It's not that weird at all. Like, it's not that weird. Like, uh, the next generation's gonna figure out even weirder porn. Like, they're just, they're just gonna like, you are masturbate to a screen. Like, I have this robotic sex doll that's in my closet all the time. That's what I'm masturbating to. And the, the Chinese will make that robotic sex doll. So, like, you better buy iPhones or else we're gonna, that's not gonna happen, right? So, I I, I have a, flash, a flashlight, obviously. I have a flashlight, right? Yeah, because I'm a millennial, I never had sex. Obviously, I have a flashlight, right? But, like, don't get a flashlight, it's such a waste of money, right? Like, it's 60 bucks for the flashlight, but, like, what they don't tell you is you gotta keep buying lube, or else your dick is gonna fuck up, right? So, like, you gotta keep buying lube, which is, like, 15 bucks a month. So, like, a 60 bucks flashlight and, like, lube, like, that's just a World of Warcraft s- subscription, right? Like, I can't keep buying that shit, right? And then, like, the thing about flashlight is that, like, they don't tell you is that every time you use a flashlight, it makes this weird squishing noise. It's like unplugging a toilet, you know? Like, you know. you, you Sir, you laugh. You have a flashlight, right? Or is that what you call your girlfriend? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Right? But, like, it makes this weird squishing noise. I, like, I live in a small condo, so, like, my walls are, like, really thin, right? So, like, I can't keep using that flashlight, or else, like, my neighbor's gonna be wondering like why am i i'm unclogging a toilet like every single day it's just like what's going on right so i had to get rid of it right because also i live with my parents so like i don't i don't know where to keep a flashlight like seriously is there like a good hiding spot for a flashlight that doesn't get moldy is there is there anything like dildos how do girls hide dildos i don't they don't even need to hide dildo they own that dildo but i have to Hide a flashlight, and it was too much. It's too complicated, so I just threw that flashlight away because I tried to sell it at first. Right? I tried to sell a flashlight, and then like nobody was buying it on Craigslist. So I'm just like, oh my god, I have to get rid of it. Anyway, that's all I have. Thanks a lot. Give it up for Robert Pang
2: of No Bang Theory. Oh man, I never thought I'd feel so sorry for you guys, but after the woes of a millennial, I almost feel too bad to roast you guys a little bit more with your stupid fucking workouts, your stupid fucking CrossFit, big for nothing CrossFit. My God, they had this thing that took the place of CrossFit when I was growing up. They were called chores. We had chores back then, kept us fit. Yeah, CrossFit, the only reason to do CrossFit is to just do more CrossFit. That's cocaine! See, cocaine went to rehab and came back as a fitness routine, and that's why we have CrossFit today. CrossFit did a movie about themselves. They called themselves the fittest people on earth. But how do you call yourself the best at anything if you're not competing against any black or brown people? More like burning CrossFit. Zing! The reason I I bring this up, it looks like this next guy does CrossFit. He looks pretty goddamn fit, quite frankly. Give it up for Carl Berger.
4: Keep it going uh, for Matthew. Keep it going for Pam. The the reason that we're all here right now and this sold out. You guys can sit down. Thank you for the standing ovation. I appreciate that. This packed out room. And tens of listener. <laughs> uh, is real quick question: Is th- is that a trope of millennials that like millennials don't have sex? Is that like a thing that I missed out on? Cause I oh, is it? <laughs> 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 Not the Asian women I know, my friend. Uh <laughs> Not the ones that I know. Uh, my name is Carl. I I've been a millennial for 28 years. Thank you. Um, I don't feel I don't feel very like aligned with the the millennial folks i grew up in a small town in rural maine and maine's kind of a weird place it's like uh it's like way back it's like when i graduated high school people still had frosted tips and janko jeans like like that truck to jc just got to maine in 2008 and <laughs> you're we like oh this is sick this is sick gear pearl jam's awesome and we missed we missed all the cool hip shit but maine's maine's a really funny place <coughs> I don't know if you guys are even fucking familiar with Maine. Uh, we're all the way on the West Coast. Does anybody know, like, where... Well, you know where it is, but does anybody else know, like, Maine at all? Uh, yeah, okay, a little bit. It's, like, way up in the woods, and... It's it's a really weird mix between, like, kind of progressive hippies and, like, real weird northern rednecks. Like, just... my Like, my folks went there. They moved to Maine to grow weed. But then at the same time, like, I have a cousin who lives in Maine, and he, like... He like shot out all the street lights on his block cuz he was like I don't like light pollution and it's a waste of power. Uh, but he did <laughs> but he did that out of his like big diesel truck after smoking PCP all day and it was like uh, it's, a, it's a good point but maybe maybe take it easy on the PCP, Casey. Man, man. It's weird. Uh, I'm an only child, too. I'm an only child. That's, like, I feel like that's a millennial thing. Like, people used to have big families. Both my parents come from bigger families. Only child. I don't know what your guys' view of only children are. Uh, is, is there anybody else who's an only child in here? Oh, well, fuck me. It's just, alright. <laughs> my parents just didn't like fucking uh, <laughs> they didn't like each other. I, I'm always surprised. They hated each other. They fought so much. I'm like, how did you guys even, like, how did you guys stop drinking and yelling at each other to, like, actually have sex One It's crazy. Anyway, I forgot. <laughs> I got the I got the therapy uh, podcast tomorrow. That's what I'll be talking about. Uh, I don't know what you guys think about only children. Sorry, I got off track. Only children. Like, I don't know what you guys think about it. For me, being an only child, it just means that I don't fully... Get uh, incest porn. Like, <laughs> I don't fully comprehend the appeal. Like, I'm going to watch it. Of course, I'm going to watch it. But I just, I watch it like I'm watching a Woody Allen film. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get why everybody's talking about it. <laughs> like, okay, gay. He likes New York. <laughs> and fucking his daughter. You know what I mean? Woody Allen. He's a monster. Uh <laughs> he is. Everybody's like, greatest filmmaker alive. I'm just like, really? You know? Fucking, I don't think Scorsese was fucking his kids, but (laughs) (laughs) it's true. (laughs) What else did I want to talk about? Millennials, we don't like commitment. We don't commit to anything, right? Like, commitment's tough. You know, we don't commit to uh, jobs. We don't really commit to relationships. We don't commit to finishing. Uh, So I don't, (laughs) that was like like a wordplay thing. You guys are smart. I had trouble with commitment. I, I had a breakup last year. I say I had a breakup because like it was a mutual thing, you know what I'm, t- I'm talking about, like a mutual breakup? Where like me and uh, my girlfriend at the time, we like sat down, we got together, hashed it out, and we came to the mutual uh, agreement that I was a complete asshole, uh, incapable of loving another human being, uh, and I'll probably be alone forever. That's how that mutual <laughs> agreement works out. I get it. Like I do, I have a problem. I do have a little problem with, like, uh, it's this, uh, it's this, this, this hereditary problem, um, that, that, that limits my like dating abilities. It's, it's I'm a man. Uh, <laughs> that's part of it. So like, I just have to be right about everything. Uh, and I will fight you. Uh, if you disagree with me, I will fight you. Uh, it sucks. I would get into the dumbest, like pettiest arguments toward the end of our relationship for example, my girlfriend, she was, like, she wanted to buy a really high-end blender. Oh, the blender material. He he walked on the blender material. <laughs> it's getting edgy. If you guys want it edgy, <laughs> you shouldn't have booked Carl. <laughs> I'm about to talk about blenders. <laughs> uh, yeah, she wanted to buy this high-end blender, which I think is, that's, like, that's, Fair grounds to break up with somebody, anybody. You you don't need to spend $500 to make like a $2 smoothie. You're never going to get that ROI back. That's just, that's bananas. She came to me and she's like, hey, I did. (laughs) It's true, right? (laughs) Like, why would you spend that much on a fucking. You shake up some fruit. I don't know. But she came to me and she was like, hey, look, I did all this research and uh, I think I'm going to go with the Vitamix blender. I, I think that that's. Yeah, Pam's like, it's a good blender. <laughs> You're fucking right, it's a good blender. <laughs> she goes, I think that's the best blender. I was like, oh, you think that's the best blender? That's cute. Because uh, actually Blendtec blenders, they're the best blender on the market for both consumer and professional level. Uh, and she was like, well, Vi- Vitamix blenders, they spin so fast that they can turn your vegetables into hot soup within minutes. And I was like, that's fucking Bush League, Amber. Uh, Blendtec blenders, not only can they do that, they have a 3.8 horsepower motor and a uh, patented non-stick polycarbonate blades that could liquefy an iPhone. And she was like, why would you ever need to liquefy an iPhone? I was like, it's not about needing to liquefy an iPhone. I just want to know that I can liquefy my iPhone. We watched Snowden together. You don't get me. Uh, <laughs> so we broke up. Uh, <laughs> we broke up. Because I'm an asshole. It's, that's what it boiled down to. Uh, and I would never date a psychopath that thinks a Vitamix blender is better than a Blendtec blender. <laughs> I wish that guy stayed for the whole blender bit. He would have been blown away. <laughs> would have been would have been liquefied by my blender material. <laughs> Everything from here on now is just about blenders, guys. So buckle the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't I wish I had more. I got I need to like write just the whole 30 minutes on blenders and <laughs> do some like real real edgy rooms. It's alt comedy, baby. <laughs> uh I couldn't even commit to that breakup. We got back together though. <laughs> I couldn't commit. <laughs> I was like I'm alone. <laughs> but we when we were broken up it was like 4 months uh and I don't know I don't know how the the older folk in the crowd, how you guys go about dating in this day and age probably do it in real life by meeting real people uh, <laughs> or I don't know how you f- have a telephone or like I don't know you call people <laughs> the can on the string and you're like, yeah, I'm trying to get fucked and then it's like <laughs> this is your childhood and then uh, I got on the apps. I got on all the apps. Tinder Bumble. Okay Cupid Hello Fresh. Yeah, don't kink shame me. <laughs> don't kink shame me. I don't I don't know. I'm experimenting. Like what is a kumquat? I don't know. <laughs> is that a sexual command or an overpriced garbage fruit? Let's find out together. <laughs> Let's go on this adventure. I got on the apps, man, and I realized I realized at least in Portland, it might be the same here in San Francisco. I'm not sure, but in Portland everybody is uh what do they call it? Ethically non-monogamous these days. Guys familiar with that phrase, that term, ethically, you're you're Greek, right? Okay, so you'll get the gist of this, cause so that's just polyamory, right? The Greeks like they invented that, right? I'm not wrong. <laughs> Everyone's like, fucking truth bomb, yeah, they invented that. Uh polyamory. Is anybody in here polyamorous? Okay, statistically that's not true. Statistically that's inaccurate. Usually how it works out is there's like a a, a straight couple and the chick's like, No, we're not polyamorous, and the dude's like, Well, I mean, she's not, but, you know, I kind of am. And <laughs> that's how that works out. I, polyamory is so funny. It's hip here, right, Pam? I'm not singling you out, but I'm just saying, like, this town's down for that. <laughs> San Francisco's a weird uh, sidebar. San Francisco, I, I the first time I ever came out here was 2006, and I was visiting my buddy in the Tenderloin. I was walking down the street, and it was the, the only time I ever saw, uh, I was, like, walking by a woman, and she was just smoking crack, and I was like, that's edgy. And then I was like, I was just walking down the street the other day and it's just all, it was like a woman with a, a, a yoga mat. And I was like, damn man, San Francisco's really changed. Uh, and then I turned around and she like rolled it out and started smoking crack. And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, all right, they still got it. <laughs> they still got it. They still got it. Uh, so polyamory back to where, <laughs> we're polyamory. I, I don't, I can't jive with it really, but I get it. Like I get the principle. I think polyamory is a lot like communism, right? Like on paper, fairness and equality, on paper it should work out for everybody. Once you bring people in the mix, then somebody's gonna get run over by a tank, you know what I mean? (laughs) An emotional tank, of course, an emotional tank, Uh, Unless you're dating Michael Dukakis, and then you got someone to worry about. And I know nobody fucking laughs at that joke because we're all too young. But if you guys, uh, fuck, just go Google Michael Dukakis tank, and that joke is, like, so fucking funny. (laughs) I swear to God, it's so funny. Yeah, the one, (laughs) the guy that actually saw it (laughs) happen. Yeah, dude, he would have been, man, we wouldn't have had fucking Bush number one. fucking Dukakis if he didn't get in that tank anyway uh, what were we talking about polyamory the tank Oh, dating apps man got on there I matched with this girl and she had on her profile uh, two columns it was likes and dislikes and under the likes column it was like taking her dog on walks going to the beach margaritas with her girls I was like I can get down with all that that sounds like a fun time it's gonna be a fun date and then I looked over at the dislikes column it's just one thing Small dicks. That was it. <laughs> what? <laughs> small dicks. She just. It wasn't. It wasn't like genocide or herpes. It was just like the, the one thing in my life I don't want. Small dicks. I get it. I mean, nobody likes small dicks. Even dudes with small dicks are like, this sucks. But, fuck. I would take. You know, fuck. Small dicks over genocide any day. I. <laughs> I make that into a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about the font. Uh, <laughs> it would just—it would be like red Comic Sans, probably, just irritate people. But I can't—I don't—I don't hit on like women for what they put on their like dating profiles or say online because I know what they get in return. I have female friends, which I know sounds like something who does not have female friends would say, (laughs) but I've seen what they they receive from dating apps. And if you're like a woman in 2019 and you like don't respond to a dude's message on like Tinder within the first 30 seconds, you just get like a hundred death threats and 30 dick pics like (laughs) smattered him like like he's just like trying to type out the intro to a law and order SVU (laughs) script on your fucking Tinder thing. Uh, I want to try this last thing out. Uh, real quick, who here's been in a three-way? Yeah? A couple of people? There's no joke to that. I'm just trying to see who the cool people are. <laughs> Thank you guys very much.
5: Give it up for Carl
2: Berger. Carl, I'm so glad you got back together with your blender. I was, I was pacing back there, like worried about... What was gonna happen? Oh, geez, you guys. I tell you what, man. I, I just can't stop picking on you guys. I can't help it. It's just, you're, just, you're, you're, you're just asked to be victims. Like victimhood is like your number one. And it just reminds me of like Jussie Smollett. You know that guy? Peak millennial guy. He set up his own hate crime and then got busted for it. I mean, they found him through his Uber not even smart enough to use a getaway car man that's what's wrong with your generation and they found him with a subway sandwich (laughs) like what is this some sort of like instagram cross promotional thing like product placement he's doing like some fucking and i mean i gotta tell you poor safeway they're like, first Jared, now this? Like, we just make sandwiches, guys. Get the fuck, keep us out of the, the news, for fuck's sakes. But I tell you, it is one peak millennial moment, that whole case. I mean, he just achieved peak victimhood. That's like the greatest social achievement you guys could take. If anyone from my generation set up that crime, they would have set themselves up to be the hero You just got it all wrong. <laughs> all backwards. Anyway, hopefully this cat doesn't have it backwards. Give it up for S- Sonny Dennis.
6: And I walk this Thank you very much, alcoholic Brian Cranston. That was, uh... Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You're also great as the dad in Westworld. Um, I don't know if anyone gets that, but fucking it's dead on. Yeah, I know. It's not very funny, but it's solid. Um, Carl, you look like a millennial Luigi, who's like, instead of mushroom, just like vape pens he gets, you know? Yeah. By the way, bro, what the fuck, man? You call me on the spot about algebra for no reason? Like, where's the clitoris at, bro? Uh yeah. It's not very nice, is it? Oh, boy. Oh man, what's going on guys? This has been a great festival. I'm having a fucking blast. let here hear for Mutiny Radio. Good times, good times. I, uh, I'm millennial as fuck, it's a problem. I gotta like tone it down sometimes. Like uh, here's the difference between Gen X and millennials. Gen X didn't follow their dreams, they were told not to. Whereas millennials, everyone was told to follow their dreams. <laughs> which is a problem, because not everyone has good dreams, right? <laughs> this is true. I can, I can, I can, I can t- explain, because I'm one of those kids, okay? When I was 11 years old, you know what my dream was? To be the first child on the MTV show Jackass. To <laughs> see five guys shitting in a hot tub. I'm like, you know what's missing from this? An 11-year-old boy! <laughs> and I could be him, yeah. It was weird because, like, there was kids at my school that were, like, you know, playing basketball every day because they wanted to go to the NBA, you know. And I'm like stapling my nuts to a hockey stick. It was a weird. <laughs> my dad was all upset. He's like, "If you keep doing this shit, you're gonna be in a porta potty." And I'm like, "Really? You mean it? You think so?" So I want to get pushed over in them. That's the uh, that's the goal here. Uh, what else? What else is about millennial of me? Do, do. Oh, you know what the other dream I had was to be on a game show. Okay, but not even to win a game show, just to be on it. Specifically, Slime Time Live. (laughs) You guys familiar? Yeah. I didn't, that's such an achievable dream. I could have done that and I didn't, which makes me feel like a bigger failure in life, you know? But I realized Slime Time Live went off the air a while ago and Nickelodeon doesn't slime people as much anymore. They don't slime at all. Which is weird, right? You'd think that there'd be a reason for it. So I'm waiting for like an infomercial at two in the morning to come on, and it's like, if you were slimed into the 2000s now of mesothelioma, <laughs> please call the law offices of James Sokoloff. You could be entitled to a free trip to Orlando, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, like, uh, what's the guy that hosted Double Dare, like Mark Summers? He's on trial for poisoning thousands of children, and he's like, I had no idea the information wasn't available. And the judge is like, well, Mark, you can do 30 years in prison or take a physical challenge. Yeah. <laughs> me, 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 me. Mesothelioma, yeah. Oh, man. What the fuck was up with Gak? Do you guys remember Gak? Nickelodeon Gack? It was not a toy. It was just a little pile of placenta that you've, you didn't play with it, you just made fart noises and ruined your dad's carpet, you know? <laughs> I want a toy that smells like burning plastic and makes my parents hate me! Yeah, thanks Nickelodeon. Oh boy. Uh, what else I got? I got you know what's millennial? Nineties movies, and I love talking about those. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have heard some of these, but I'm gonna do them anyway, alright? Uh, did you know that they made four Free Willy movies? Four Free Willy movies, yeah. You know what you have to call that fourth one? A very obtainable whale, all right? Like by the third movie, you've earned the whale. You can keep the whale. There's more fish in the sea, we'll be okay, right? And it's like, for there to be a fourth Free Willy movie, people have to watch the third Free Willy movie, you know? So I just wanna know who's at home, like, damn, Willy got captured again? (laughs) Well, of course we're gonna see it. What if he doesn't get free, you know? Which would be a much better movie, in all honesty, right? Free Willy Five, The Cove. Yeah. Starring Michael Vick. Uh, it'd be great. It'd be a lot of fun. And like 40 Japanese guys, right? We want diversity in Hollywood and we're going to get it one way or another. Uh, let's talk about Airbud. You guys fuck with Airbud? No? The golden retriever with a heart of gold? Come on! Man, what couldn't that fucking dog do? He's like running for Senate and like doing drone strikes, you know? There's nothing in the laws as a dog can't drone strike. Yeah, that whole thing. I, uh, I don't think there was ever a script by the fourth or fifth movie. It's like two guys in a room like, do you just want to see a dog in Rollerblades? <laughs> Inline canine, let's do it! Yeah. Uh, what, does anyone know what year Turner or who, Turner and Hooch came out? Off the top, is that would that be a your generation movie or a my generation movie? That's your guys? Fuck, all right, well I'm gonna talk about it anyway. Okay? Uh, so you guys do, uh, any, any hallucinogenic takers in the crowd? Alright, so the best way to do hallucinogens I've realized is with somebody you love, okay? The couples that trip together stick together, this is true. (laughs) Now, uh, my fiancé is not, I'm a little more on the, the other side of the tracks than she is. She's a good person, Asian, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not that. I'm into doing grimy shit, okay? So I'm good at being on hallucinogenic drugs. I'm good on being on acid. She's not as good as me, okay? So we have to plan out our trips, you know what I mean? Like, whenever we do uh, acid, we always do a cheese platter because that's classy as fuck, right? You guys ever been on acid and had a cheese platter? It's some next level shit, okay? (laughs) Fucking Pink Floyd and prosciutto, it's a good time. Um, But we do the cheese platter. And then we find a movie to just have on in the background, you know what I mean? And you know what's always a good movie? some like, you know, late 80s, early 90s, having on in the back kind of a thing. And I thought a good movie to have on would be one with a dog. Turner and Hooch, right? Tom Hanks and a big dog for an hour and 45 minutes. And uh, it was like as late 80s, early 90s as it could get, because he's, uh, he's a detective, not a cop. He's a detective. <laughs> Takes place in Chicago or New York. That was the only place movies happened back then. <laughs> And it's not even a fucking movie. It's just like, look how big this dog is. Look at him tear up my apartment and my office and my cop car. But it's perfect for our for our acid trip. You know, we're having a blast, OK? And then it takes a big south turn with like 10 minutes to go, OK? Because they find the guy that killed Hooch's owner and uh, then they take Tom Hanks hostage, and they take the dog hostage, and then right now my, my fiance's getting like, she's getting all antsy, she's tripping, and she's like, what's going on? You didn't say this was gonna be this type of a movie, and I'm like, sweetie pie, it's a 90s movie. They're not gonna kill the dog. They never kill the dog, okay? And that's genuinely what I believed, okay? And it keeps kind of going on, and like Tom Hanks moves out of the way, and then Hooch jumps up to get the bad guy, bites him, and I'm like, yeah, see, Hooch has got it, and then Hooch gets shot. Okay, And I'm like, oh, maybe it grazed him. And there's a close-up of dog fur and a bullet coming out the other side. So I can't, you know, oh, movie magic. She's freaking out. She's not having a good trip, okay? And I'm like, sweetie, it's going to be fine. It's the 90s. They don't kill dogs, okay? That's like, that's like 50s and 60s shit. You know what I mean? rin tin old yeller, all that old stuff. But uh, also, Tom Hanks' love interest in the movie is a veterinarian. So I'm like, this makes perfect sense. You know, bring them to the girl, and they're going to say That's what happens. They rush Hooch to the veterinarian, and then Hooch just dies. (laughs) And they're like, oh, but Hooch had puppies, so it's okay, and Tom Hanks gets the puppy. It's like, no, fuck that, because she's sobbing, okay? (laughs) Not because Hooch died, but because she trusted me, okay? (laughs) I know. Uh, We're getting married next year, so... (laughs) Let's hope it goes better than that movie experience did. Oh man, you guys like drugs? That's a cool, that's a big millennial thing. You know what's weird? I mean like hallucinogens I feel are more of like the, the new gen, like the Silicon Valley kids and then like cocaine, which is my other favorite drug is more of like the Gen X drug. What's your jam? Wheat. Wheat? Really, if you had to choose between a good mushroom trip and a good cocaine binge, what would it be? Okay, I like your style. Uh, you see, the, I know for, that's better for me, honestly, but man, I like cocaine. Like, cocaine's gr- I accidentally became a cocaine dealer when I was uh, 18. <laughs> it's very, that's something everyone's like, oh, what's it like growing up in Hawaii? I'm like, it's pretty fucking weird sometimes. Like, shit, <laughs> shit happens, okay? Let me paint a picture for you, okay? The year was 2010. Hannah Montana was still Miley Cyrus, you know? Lil Wayne was the greatest rapper alive. Shit was different, okay? Now I had just gotten accepted to Maui Community College because as they told me, you will get $5,000 from the government, okay? It was called the Pell Grant, or as was like, oh, the hell yeah <laughs> It's not a lot of money to you guys, but it is to me and my very low expectation of living, okay? First thing I did, bought a truck for $800. Then I went to the local dormitories, paid a year rent right away. Yeah, because these dorms also doubled as low-income housing for the public. That's true. When you're trying to earn a degree, you could share a bunk bed with a 40-year-old man trying to get his kids back. <laughs> it's crazy. They had had like a rec room and like half of it would be like, all right, we're having movie night and it's Shrek 3. And then the other half of the rec room would be like, all right, we're having a Narcotics Anonymous meeting tonight. So (laughs) nice mix of people. Uh, I hit the jackpot though, okay, because I got roomed up with two 40-year-old people, the guys that got out of prison recently. And you guys are like, that's not good. But it is, because I grew up white in Hawaii. So this is my chance to be cool with Hawaiians. You know what I mean? Cause like they don't man, they, they call us howlies they do not, understandably, okay? Because uh historically speaking, white people are like Willem Defoe. I don't know what the role is or what the movie is. Pretty sure he's the bad guy though. Okay. <laughs> and that's what it was like in Hawaii. They're like, you're howley, fuck you, you know, but Two new roommates got a chance to do something different, try to do something new, okay? And they liked, you know, they always would ask, I knew I had trucks. They're like, hey, can you give us a ride to the other side of the island at two in the morning? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm woke. as, I was woke before being woke was a fucking word, okay? I was playing all my reparations, white guilt, all that shit. You guys are all new to this, all right? Back in Hawaii, we've been living this since day one, all right? Now, I ended up like taking them like for like weeks at a time, just all over the place. You know, it was like me making me feel good. Anyway, one time when the guy was like, could I give you gas money or anything? I'm like, no, it's all good, man. I was helping out my roommates. He's like, you're a good guy, man. Why don't you check your glove compartment sometime? And uh, I never did, you know. And then a week went by, and I looked at my glove compartment, and there was seven grams of cocaine in there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I didn't do cocaine. I was kind of like, I don't know what to do with this. And the next day I went to school, and one of my classmates was like, do you know where I can, I'm at a bachelor party. Do you know where I can get some blow? And I was like, dude, I totally do. Like... <laughs> <laughs> And it just happened. But here's the thing, I started doing, cocaine is, that's the thing about a drug problem, okay? The first like hour of that movie is pretty great, okay? The first month of a drug problem is awesome, you know what I mean? Because I'm selling it too, so it's not like, it was like Scarface. But instead of like you know the push it to the limit montage, but instead of like uh, fancy cars and women, I was just going to IHOP a lot and getting, <laughs> playing Xbox really late. You know it was fucking. It was a good time. And uh, you know what's weird enough is the the IHOP was the problem with the whole situation. Okay, because it was 24 hours. All right, it was next to my dorm. <laughs> One day I sold all my cocaine. Had seven hundred. No, I had five hundred dollars cash in my pocket. All right, feeling good. And I'm like I'm gonna go get some pancakes. Why not? Let's enjoy the night. And as I'm leaving my 2 a.m. breakfast, I see on the table it says, buy a $50 gift card, get a $20 gift card. And my eyes lit up, all right? Because I realized my money was worth more in breakfast dollars. (laughs) (laughs) So I just liquidated all of my assets and invested it into an economy based on pancakes, okay? (laughs) I walked out that door with $700 in gift cards. Yeah, <laughs> Whew, it was—it felt great for like 12 hours. And then I woke up and was like, man, you know what I would prefer over breakfast? Cocaine, yeah. <laughs> the people that bought cocaine for me, you know what they didn't like? Gift cards. It was a, uh, they didn't take the gift cards back. It was a whole messy thing. And my life got shitty after that. Like I had to move out of that dorm. I was still addicted to cocaine. people I ended up selling half the gift cards for like 40 bucks. It was not a good look. (laughs) And the big irony came when uh, I had to go back to that, uh, you know, that that Narcotics Anonymous meeting in those dormitories. And like one of the guys was like, man, I lost everything because of, you know, the cops. They kept coming in and always, you know, fucking with, I got arrested. It was a whole thing. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. And the other guy was like, yeah, I was getting high on my own supply constantly. So that's why it didn't work out for me. And they're like, what about you, Sonny? How'd it happen for you? And I was like, ah, stuffed French toast. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it was rough. Uh, I got. Thing, I think I got time for one more here. All right, so uh, I'm gonna let you guys do a little choose-your-own-adventure here. Okay, uh, you got. To, let's talk about my relationship. Okay, you want to hear about the uh, the music in the relationship or the role-playing? All right, well, that's much more fun. Okay, so I've been with my fiance for eight years, okay? And I thought it would be easy by now. Like, you have the cheat code. It's all figured out. You don't have to worry about anything. That's not true. I have to do so much more stuff, especially in the bedroom, okay? The thing this year was role-playing, which I thought would be fun, like I'm doing an accent or like an eye patch or, you know, something fun like that. No, what my fiance wanted me to do with role-playing is pretend to break into our apartment and hold her... Okay? Yeah. Something we found out about role-playing this year. I'm terrible at sexual assault. <laughs> which is not a bad problem to have by today's standards, in all honesty. But in my relationship, it is. Okay? Because it's her fantasy, and I'm ruining it. Okay? She's like, if you're not even going to try, don't even do it. And I'm like, God damn it. first it's the bookshelf, then I didn't make enough money, now it's the rape. Ah! You're just like your mother. All right, you guys have been great. Have a good night!
2: <laughs> Oh, give it up for Sonny Dennis, my college roommate! <laughs> well, he was in college, I was his roommate, you know what happened. Oh man, trading money for gift cards, that is some cracked logic, man, for fuck's sake. That was a good one. All right, man, well give it up for your comics you saw tonight, Robert Pang, Carl Berger, and Sonny Dennis. Unless you'd like me to just roast you guys for a little bit longer. Go out and enjoy the rest of your free time before the next show. Who's up next, Pam? Uh, The next show is... I can't even remember anymore.
7: <laughs> I can't even remember anymore. Oh, the time machine. The time machine. Time machine.
2: Jokes yeah. backwards and forwards in time. Or just jokes. I don't even know. That's I, a perfect I, explanation for Mutiny Radio yeah. this weekend, right? <laughs> the time machine for Pam. Just yeah, what kidding. is time? It's crazy. All right, give it up one more time for Yay! yourselves, everybody. And come back for the rest of the festival. Of high are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship, as we set sail for the seas of mutiny rate or
7: Friday night! It's 8 o'clock! Every Friday night at 8 o'clock, there's this crazy thing called Pantastic Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. It's not usually sold out though! What the fuck? Guys, it's the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. The show is actually sold out tonight, so you guys are gonna have to be friends with your neighbors. There are 30 seats in this building. These 30 seats have been sold. We're gonna have people sitting in all these 30 seats. Uh, Comedians, stand in the back, sit on the ground. It's gonna be a fun time. Uh, but we do, we have, we have 330 chairs in the room. So if you paid for a chair, you get a chair. If you didn't pay for a chair, get your, I hiss in the back room, baby. You didn't pay for a chair. People paying for chairs. There's a child in the room. Yes, we are an all ages event. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're all ages. We're not allowed to have alcohol here because the ABC came down. I learned many different laws. That's very exciting, but I'll never sniff a Snapple. That's a, that's a fun thing. You're a young Adult, you're you are in junior high, aren't you, kind sir? You are in eighth grade. I used to teach, I only know this because I used to teach junior high. Uh, That's oh, yeah, I was wooed. That's I can't believe they paid me money to hang out with junior high boys, you know what I mean? But the funny thing is. Most of the junior high boys I was hanging out with now, then, are now in their 30s and they're comedians. So it's like the same. I I taught emotionally disturbed children when I was in junior high. I mean, I was not in junior high. I was 22, so I was still a child. But I was teaching emotionally disturbed children who were 10 years my younger and now they're stand-up comedians. And now I still hang out with them. Did that make sense? All comedians are emotionally disturbed children. That's... How that's working. Hey, you guys are here. Is this your child? Oh oh my god, you have two children of differing ages. No, you don't belong to anyone. He's an alien. Okay, this one is an alien from outer space. He just got dropped by a stork. He was grown in a lab and he's here. Science is now, you guys. He was born on Instagram. Can that happen now? Like you slide into the DMs and then you have a baby? Is that how that happens? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. I heard that from a child. I'm like, I just learned what DTF meant the other day. Like I was, I used to teach college and one of my students, he was a nice student, he said, oh, you DTF? And I was like, I don't, is that something about homework? There's no H in that. I don't understand how, what are, you have to sleep with your students after they're out of your class that's like the rule of school anybody no one else is no one else has been a professor before no okay that's cool just me great SFSU, low low standards. It's good. Uh, I still, <laughs> I have a, I'm wearing a tuna, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater. This is, this is like hipster crack. Like, this makes, this makes guys in the mission be like, what's up with you? You have a comedy show? Where are we going? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Follow me, young gentlemen. <laughs> Let's skip together. <laughs> <laughs> like the, there are more rats in San Francisco than you think. You don't know they're hiding. They're gross. Uh, This is BAMFJATS' Comedy Clubhouse. It's a show we do every Friday. It's very exciting that it's the festival. Uh, It's a very exciting time of year. Uh, I don't want to get political or anything, but like some dude the other week, who I guess we call our president, he said, uh, I used to not do politics, but now I do politics. Just this presidential quote. Just, just quoting the president. I'm sorry. Just quoting, just quoting the person who runs our country. Like with the second grade, like, vocabulary. Cool. I used to not do politics, but now, now I do politics. So now I do politics. I'm going to do a couple jokes about politics. Language is political. Am I right? All language is political. We say words. It shapes our lives. I am a female. I am a human. man. I am a person. We are all pee I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So that's, so we can tell you how that works. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to call myself. I, I don't want to call myself a feminist, but it's the only word without the word men in it. <laughs> it's actually spelled with an I, say, <laughs> I am a feminist. I can also read. She's a witch! She's a witch! <laughs> she can read I can I can read. It's a hard joke for people because they're like feminist feminist, 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 feminist. Is this spelled with an I? How's it spelled? Can you like get out the T9 on the spell check and be like, uh? I realize that the world the world is making me dumber. The computer the future is now. Cause I don't remember anything. My computer knows all of my passwords. I had a nervous breakdown last Friday because I couldn't find like five passwords because I was at a different house with the computer that had memorized the password. That the thing. Remember when we used to just memorize shit? Does anyone remember their phone numbers? <laughs> remember? Ah, you kids know. I remember my phone. Num- I remember two phone numbers from when I was your age. One of them is eight two zero zero two nine four, which was my own. Area code. And the other one was 408 238 3974, which was my grandma's phone number. Who calls our fucking grandma? Right? I did. I used to know her number. She's dead now. It's okay. She was great. She was a great lady. She, like, was in the depression and taught me how to put ketchup bottles together and, like, be frugal and shit. Hide money in your closet. Like, seriously. Fuck the banks. Keep the money in the closet. That's what Grandma Benjamin taught you. The best thing when she died, it was, like, a goddamn Easter egg hunt. We just, like, spelunked that house. I was like, there are boxes of $10,000 here everywhere. One for everyone because that's how the taxes. She's a smart lady. $10,000 Easter eggs all over the house. What a smart lady. Miss that grandma Benjamin. She was a real feminist. Uh, You know who's not a feminist? Uh, I I don't want to make fun of her too hard because it's too easy. But our first lady. Like, um, does anyone know her name? It's Melania Melania? Melania. Melania. Does anyone know her name? Is it Melania? Yeah, I don't know because she never speaks. If she'd fucking say anything, I can't even make fun of her voice because she never fucking speaks. I don't know what she sounds like. What's her accent? She's from Slovenia or Slovakia. I I don't know, but they both border hungry and my God, she's starving, right? Like give that girl a sandwich. Someone give that woman. She looks so pretty when she frowns. She's fucking gorgeous. It's like third wife eyes down. She's, she is. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. And I wish that she would speak. I'd love to make fun of her accent, but she never talks. Do you know that she speaks five languages? Yeah, right, talk in any language, say some, show us on the doll where he hurt you, like what is it, Are you blink twice if you're okay, like yeah, we're gonna, we'll send the people to come help you, Melania, it's gonna be Melania, whatever your name is, you precious, pretty lady from a foreign country, I mean we should, like I'm all about protecting immigrants, and I say start with the first lady, like is she okay? <laughs> We're all so worried about this wall, like, what about the walls in Trump's heart, like, come on, man. Break that shit down. She's a real lady. She's so good looking. Like, is she not good looking enough? You have to, is her, her boobs aren't big enough. You have to sleep with porn stars. I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like her struggle is my struggle. Like, I was so, I, ah, look at there's cameras. This is crazy. There's standing rooms. Oh my gosh. There are seats though. There's a seat there and um, someone could lay on the piano like like a sexy, like a Kim Bassinger or something. Like, just. Sort of lean on it and be like, "Oh, this is happening here." I shouldn't, I shouldn't make fun of the first lady, but I, you know, I can't. I don't like to say his name, you know. He shall not be named. That's how we work with that stuff. And I, and I don't want to get political, but uh, knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thank you. It's like the. I think it's a precept of feminism. I don't know how that works. I don't read as much as I claim to. Like I think there was a thing, like some ladies read books and burned bras or something, and now we don't open doors for ourselves. We buy our own $5 coffees. Anyone have a problem with that right now? Like $5 coffee? It doesn't have alcohol in it. Like I go down the street. But if I'm gonna pay $5 for something, it better have fucking alcohol in it. It's just coffee? Like, what is this? Is this a special coffee? What's gonna make it? Is like heroin coffee? I'm gonna be super happy, like, Ugh. I don't think it's have weed in it. Is it weed coffee? That's fine. $5 for weed coffee. I'm fucking in. But just regular old caffeine, please. I don't know what's wrong with it. Uh, I, I don't understand don't staring Okay, good. Look at that. I checked in. It was a minute. Hi. Hi, does he have a camera? I hate cameras. I got it. No, sorry. I got it. The thing is, this is a radio station. People kept saying, oh, are you going to Twitch it? Are you going to put it on the Twitch? Are you going to put it on that? You're going to Facebook it live. You're going to do the YouTubes. And I'm like, it's fucking radio. (laughs) Like, who wants to film radio? The point is that it's radio. They're like, but it's the future. We want to like, you want to watch a podcast? You dumb fucks. Like you listen. (laughs) it just seems so counterintuitive to me it's just like it's a radio it's like it's like when you go see the ballet you don't fucking videotape the ballet because it looks dumb <laughs> like it looks have you ever seen the ballet on a tiny screen and you're like look at the dumb. it's so dumb like what are the little things doing like what are they and, like you don't even years and years of work and mastery reduced to like these tiny little pixels on a screen you're like that sucks <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get into it. I was going to get all philosophical, but I'm like, there's just no time. we got to sing the song. Uh, if you know how this, this is a very exciting thing. We have very, very many uh, wonderful comedians from all over the United States here tonight at fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. There's a big area of people, I'm sorry you're in the splash zone. I just launched a big piece of spit at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, i I totally I swear though that I don't I don't have anything yet. Like this it just started. Like the the, uh, the the festival just started. Who knows what I could get in the next five days with no sleep. Like there's who knows what delicious thing My cat's got worms, that's fun. Let's <laughs> You know when you think you've dewormed your cat and then one just wiggles out his butt on your face and you're like, Ah I thought I had everything under control. Nothing is under my control Right? You pay the vet to deal with this shit, and then this little, and you're like, I thought I dealt with this. Okay, if we sing a song. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <sighs> I smoke, I cough much left with this new vaporizer I found in a lift last night. Ha, 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 ha. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay, you're already here! no choice. Um, thank you for being here. It's very exciting. It's going to get hot in here. I'm going to take my jacket off. Uh, we have a really great lineup for you guys tonight. And I'm so excited. Your first comedian is like so amazing. I can't even. There were so many people this year. I'm looking at festival submissions. And I'm like, they applied to this? Like our first comedian. I'm like, how would she deign to think that this is a thing? I was like, holy fuck. She's got her own like TV show. And she's amazing. She's all over the internet. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together right now for Bama Roger.
8: What's up, San Francisco? <laughs> Thanks, Pam. Damn, what an intro! It's like, who the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> talking about me? It turns out I'm kind of awesome. I know. <laughs> This is so, I'm so happy to be here. Look at all of you. How are you? How are you? I ask because I know there's nowhere to live here. I just wanted to make sure you guys are good. You guys, everyone, like, you guys all indoors currently at the moment? Cool, cool. I live in Los Angeles, and, uh, there's nowhere to live there, either. Um, I, uh, in fact, my building, my apartment building, I, I just found out the landlord sold it. And, which is such a shame, because this place was unfucking fucking You guys, $1,500 a month, and, um... <laughs> I shouldn't even say this here, but uh, $1,500 a a month, and that got me an entire room (laughs) to myself. I only saw a mouse one time and just uh, a couple of cucarachas the size of my face, but that's all gone now. And uh, they sold it to a children's hospital, which you would think that would be sort of a quasi-benevolent organization. They'd be like, you know what, take your time. But it turns out children's hospitals are like, bring us your sick children. Get the fuck out. Like, fuck you, poor people. <laughs> We need affordable housing. Get out, fucking artists. Fuck you. Can we have some health care then, please? No, goddammit, this is America. Get out. So I don't know what I'm going to do, because uh, there, there's nowhere cheaper than a $1,500. Mo- what do you guys do? I figure in San Francisco, it's like, they must just sleep on each other's couches on like a rotating <laughs> thing. And then you just take turns being the person who pretends it's their apartment. Is that kind of what you do? <laughs> That's kind of what you do. I moved to L.A. from Seattle, which was... And the cool thing about that is um, Seattle, like, was gone really fast. It was, like, cool, and then five years later, it was fucking unattainable. And the cool thing about going to L.A. is you don't have to worry about anybody ruining it. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's... It's just, like, the gentle certainty of being in a place that already sucks. <laughs> like, Nobody's in LA going, oh, there it goes. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but you know what they do in Seattle is they have these things called apodments. Oh. Do you guys know about this? If you've not heard of an apartment, let me lay it out for you. An apartment is a delightful 120-square-foot apartment that you might have the pleasure of paying $1,500 a month for. Doesn't that sound ama- Doesn't that sound like a deal? Doesn't that sound like, boy, I've been uh, a contributing member of this community for 30 years, and that's what I fucking get is in a po- 120 goddamn square feet. That's what I can afford. It's just literally like, could you imagine, like, this is our, this is the Patty Hearst floor plan here, and, uh, it's got the combo, it's got the combo, uh, (laughs) table-slash-desk-slash-bed-slash-floor. This model is 1525. We did tear down a historical building in order to build this structure directly on the ancient, sacred, tribal burial ground, so... (laughs) Yeah. It's got the convenience of living in your car, plus the added benefit of the soul-sucking life of working at Amazon. So (laughs) I challenge you to say no to that. So I don't know. I don't know where to live. Where do you live anymore? I was just in Kansas. Um, (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) It's not a place I would normally go, and quite frankly, I think that's the way they like it, but um, plenty of room there, you know, if you're looking and if you're thinking, well, what do people in Kansas do, I'll tell you, whatever they fucking want, (laughs) because they don't have to worry about how they're going to remain indoors. They don't have to They have children like it's a normal, natural fucking thing to do. (laughs) They don't even worry about it. They're like, it's fine. We've got plenty of room indoors. So I don't know. I'm thinking that might be a place that I could go to and ruin it for the people that currently live there. Maybe cool. But I had a really, you know, I'm in my 40s now, full disclosure. And uh, I think I can safely say at this point in my life, Life is officially not what I thought. Um, <laughs> I kind of thought being broke was a be, was a being in my twenties thing, and it turns out it's a failure thing. So, <laughs> so I, I just recently had a really scary broke period, and I was trying to figure out what can I do for money that doesn't involve having any skills. And so I'm kind of working with this um, sort of, <clears throat> okay, I'm kind of working with this kind of woke prostitute idea. <laughs> and it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a prostitute for the Me Too era and so, what I mean by that is, I'm talking about these are prostitutes for women. All right? This is a paid worker who specializes in satisfying a woman's needs. And this is what that would look like. And hold on to your fruit baskets because this is a good fucking idea. <laughs> okay? <laughs> what I would like to do is, I would like to pay a woman to come home with me and pretend to be my mom for an hour and not have narcissistic personality disorder. It just means she's gonna come over, she's gonna spend an hour with me, I am gonna pay her, and we're gonna fucking talk about me. And if she shows up with a basket of fresh baked goods in one arm and a basket of kittens in the other, all the better she'll be like in her late 60s, early 70s, and then we'll just, you know, we'll watch Terms of Endearment. She'll brush my hair. I'll cry. (laughs) She won't (laughs) self-reference. She won't be an alcoholic. She won't have a boyfriend in the patriot movement. (laughs) She'll only take the pills that are prescribed for her. And I'll pay her, and that would be money well fucking spent. And imagine that world. Just imagine that world. Imagine going to the shitty hooker area of your town where you live. And there's just doughy, like, old, just moms just pushing a basket of groceries. You know, you just roll up and roll down your window, and she'd lean in, and she'd just go, hi. You look like you need a hug. You go, yes, I do. Are you capable of spending an entire hour without telling me about your latest food allergy? (laughs) Or how your sisters never played with you? I've heard that one. Well, honey, I didn't have you to fill my needs. That's what she would say. And I'd be like, Get in, bitch. <laughs> you go with me. So, uh, yeah, so that's my, uh, that's kind of my idea. I, I think it's sort of in the back, I, I sort of have being a mom whore on the back burner as a job. Another thing I think would be cool, this is my other idea, and uh, feel free to approach me with, like, some funding, you know, <laughs> offer if you want to bankroll this one. Um, I'm, I, I like the idea of, because I work for a lot of rich people. I do, like, just things that they don't want to do because they're too undignified. Um, you know, personal assistant kind of stuff. Um, but I didn't say that out loud. So I, I kind of think, like, bringing back the Shakespearean fool, like, as a job. <laughs> You know, where a rich person would just have, a, like, a, per, a failure to just go with them everywhere. And then just whenever they're struggling, you just do something stupid. And then they'd feel better and, you know, like they'd be in a board meeting and you'd just be there like... <laughs> <laughs> Who's this woman? Oh, that's my fool. <laughs> We need to, like, secretly run everything. All right. Well, I'm really happy to be here tonight with you guys. Uh, I'm going to bring Pam Benjamin back up because um, I, I-, I want to see what's going on back there. <laughs> kept, I need to go join that party back there. Thank you very much. Let's uh, enjoy the rest of the night. Palmer Roger, everyone. Yes.
7: I'm looking to make sure all the seats are filled, because I'm like, how? We have 30 seats. Why are there people standing? It's just too many. It's crazy. It's great. I'm really, really happy. Um, hey, uh, your next comedian, he, I got the opportunity to see him earlier tonight, and he's so funny. He has this face. It's like, I'm like, why are you not on billboards? He's a lovely, <laughs> he's a lovely human being, and he's super funny, and you guys are going to love him up so much. <laughs> Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Sonny Dennis. <laughs>
6: Thank you, Pam. What a sweetheart. Oh, man. What's going on, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? How are we doing tonight? Yeah. Oh, man. Isn't this such a cool place to be murdered? Right? Somewhere you go for a good old-fashioned stabbing. Yeah? You know what I'm talking about. I'm, uh, I'm really high. I don't know if you guys have <laughs> fucked with the... I'm like 80% sure there's not a person behind this curtain. So... <laughs> We're gonna see how the show progresses. Uh, What's going on, my name is Sonny. You guys might remember me as the bad guy from snowboarding movies, so. (laughs) Uh, Hang on here. Better watch your back when you're on my mountain. Yeah, see, Uh (laughs) fucking A. Oh, man. Uh, I'm on vacation right now. Uh, You know what that means, right? Day drinking, hell yeah. Got started at two in the afternoon today. I know, not bad, thank you. That look says everything. Like Day drinking is like a hobby of mine, you know? It's something I'm really good at, and you can be bad at day drinking. It's, it's true, okay? You gotta be classy with your drink, okay? I've had nothing but Jack and Ginger all day, you see? Sophisticated yet fun, all right? It's also a step up from my drink when I was 19, which was Four Loco. yeah? Back in 2010, so like the original Four Loco, okay? And if you don't know what Four Loco is, congratulations. Uh, you're living a good life. But just so that you know, Four Loco is an energy drink slash malt liquor, you know, for homeless people with places to be. Uh, it's not a good combination, okay? The, because the malt liquor has you really drunk really fast, you know? So you, like, are about to black out, but you have no idea because the energy has you alert and awake, you know? So you're the life for the party, and everyone thinks you're hilarious, you're telling all these great jokes, and then boom, it's eight hours later, and you're covered in shit. I don't know why on the can of Four Loco it says enjoy responsibly. Like that was an option at any point during the night. What it should say is Four Loco, enjoy shitting in your car. <laughs> but we know that's not accurate either because Four Loco drinkers don't have cars. Yes, this is true. What it should say is, for loco, enjoy shitting in an ATM vestibule, all right, yeah. Too close to home San Francisco, well, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get uh, it. I don't get blackout drunk anymore. Uh, I don't, I've realized, has anybody here ever had a good blackout drinking experience? You're a liar back there, okay? <laughs> That's not what happens. You never wake up with no memory and a hangover, and your roommate's like, you don't remember last night? You did all your laundry and folded it, and washed all the dishes in the sink, and we talked about politics for an hour in a mature way, I'm like, wow, really? And he's like, no, you shit in my car. You see, I don't get blackout drunk, but I'm pretty much buzzed all the time. That's the, uh, that's the exchange. I don't know if you guys have ever been drunk at the gym, but it's awesome, okay? I don't have bad workouts anymore. It's like a life hack or something. Everyone's like, isn't that dangerous working out when you're drunk? Not really, because I'm working out less. I just feel way better about the workout, you know? <laughs> Like in my head, I'm sprinting through the desert. His sweat glistens down my chiseled body and the Foo Fighters are playing in the sky. Someone needed the best of you! In reality, though, I'm just power walking on a treadmill, drinking wine out of a Gatorade bottle. The guy next to me is like, hey, what flavor is that? I yell in his face, mountain Merlot blast! It's a lot of fun until you throw up in the middle of Planet Fitness. Yeah, then it's not a judgment-free zone anymore. No. I'm not good at life decisions. I don't know if you can tell that, sir. But uh, I was a f- I was a philosophy major back when I was in college. Any Any philosophy heads in the house? All right, you're all better people than me. Um, you see. It doesn't feel like a real college class. It feels more like you hung out with a pothead for too long, you know? (laughs) My professor would say things like, this chair, does this chair actually exist? How do we know this chair is here? And I'm like, cool, this guy does not take attendance, so. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you can prove I'm not here, you know? (laughs) I'll be smoking weed in a Jeep in the parking lot, yeah. Uh, I did fail philosophy, though, that is true. I also failed out of all of college, so... But ironically enough, philosophy was the thing that helped me in the real world, you know? Because my dad called and was like, you flunked out of school? And I had to be like, or did I? What? You can't be disappointed if I don't exist. But I do, and he is, so... (laughs) Yeah, I uh, originally, I was born and raised in Hawaii, and uh, three, year ago, three years ago, I moved to Boston. That was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> don't do that, all right? Like, being from Hawaii, I have this really weird, foreign thing called a positive outlook on life, you know? <laughs> People in Boston don't like it, surprisingly, yeah. I'll be walking to work, and I to my neighbor, I'm like, hey, man, good morning. And he's like, I don't fucking know you. <laughs> which is how they say aloha there. Yeah. Has anybody here ever been to Hawaii in the room? All right, wow, way too many of you. Okay, um, do you guys know what the worst part about Hawaii is? Is when you went to visit there, okay? <laughs> I, like, we all agree, tourists usually aren't fun, you know? Those are the guys that are like excited about shit you see every day on the ride to work. Like, oh my god, it's a dolphin and a waterfall! Let's rent a Mustang! Blah! But I'm like the Boston version of that without meaning to, you know? I'll be like, whoa, is that a real billboard? Psh! What's Panera Bread? <laughs> Excuse me, can you get a picture of me and the black guy? <laughs> Because people don't know that about Hawaii. History of those islands, only seven black guys ever. There used to be eight, but the one guy left to become president, so. So I'm excited to be living in Boston. There's 73 black people, I know. (laughs) They do not like that joke in Boston, surprisingly. (laughs) Boston's fucking weird, dude, like. I don't understand, Like, I always get the question like, why would you move here from Hawaii? Why would you come here? Real question is, why the fuck haven't you left, Bernice? (laughs) What's so great about Tewksbury, Massachusetts? You know what I mean? It's like like everyone that lives in Boston is from Boston and they hate Boston, you know? It's like the abusive boyfriend of cities. (laughs) Bernice, you've been miserable your whole life. He treats you poorly, takes your money, almost killed you last winter. And she's like, have you seen the Celtics roster? (laughs) He fucking loves me, okay? Yeah, <laughs> that took a weird turn, but it's okay. Uh, my next joke is uh, about homeless people, but I'm gonna skip it, because I'm in San Francisco, so, yeah? That, that, that seems like a good idea, right? It bombed at the last show, so, we're gonna move right on along. Uh, did you guys know they made four Free Willy movies? <laughs> You know what you call that fourth movie? A very obtainable whale, okay? Third movie, you keep the whale. You earned the whale, okay? There's more fish in the sea. We'll be good, it's fine. Like, I just, I, people have to watch the third one for there to be a fourth one. You know what I mean? I want to know who's at home, like, damn, Willie got captured again?
1: <laughs>
6: oh, we got to see if he gets free this time. <sighs> Wouldn't that be better a movie where they don't free Willie at the end, you know? <laughs> free Willie 5, The Cove. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys fuck with Airbud? <laughs> Yeah? The lovable golden retriever with an athlete, with the soul of an athlete? Oh, man. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a series of movies in the 90s for children that was about a dog that played sports. Uh, by the fourth or fifth movie, there was no script. It was like two guys in a room like, dude, do you want to see a dog in rollerblades? Inline canine. All right there we go let's do it but the first one it's a legit movie it has a script and everyone forgets how fucking weird it is okay this is all real i'm going everything i'm about to tell you is real okay it starts with a boy whose dad just died in the gulf war because it's in the 90s so you know it's it's, it's okay it's not a real person um <laughs> Anyway, he moves to a new town, just wants to play basketball, you know, but he sucks at basketball. And uh, they go to another part of the story, and there's a clown, there's like a birthday party clown in the town, and he has a dog that does tricks, but he beats the fuck out of this dog, okay? But that's what makes him good at the tricks, you know what I mean? (laughs) This is is the movie, okay? (laughs) And one day the dog gets free and finds the kid in the woods and teaches him to play basketball and kind of becomes a father figure, I'm not making any of this up, okay? (laughs) And then the kid joins the basketball team at school and the dog becomes the mascot and then one of the other kids on the team gets like physically abused by the coach but then he gets better at basketball after they fire the coach so it's like there's a theme of this movie okay <laughs> And then it goes on and you know they have a game at the end of the year and some kid gets hurt and they're like oh we only have four guys but we got this fucking dog that plays basketball so <laughs> And the referee's argument is there's no rules in the rule book that say a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> Sound logic. <laughs> so this dog comes in like Allen Iverson in 2001, just breaking ankles, doing all sorts of crazy shit. Okay? The kid that was playing defense on, like, I mean, you could have put a jersey in a vacuum cleaner and it could have played better D than he could. But we you know it's a movie of like, all right, redemption, The do- they win, you know, and the kid and the dog are all good. But I don't see that part of the movie. I see the part of a movie where there's a boy that couldn't guard a fucking dog. <laughs> what do we do in the situation this movie has taught us? That's right, beat him. Okay? <laughs> hey, you guys, this is the 90s. It was different back then. All right? <laughs> Shit was different. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, fun fact, I just got engaged. Huh? Look at that. Yeah. Thank you. Decent, straight, white man. Decent. All right, never mind. We'll move on from that. Um, Yeah, I've been with my uh, fiance for eight years, eight years now, and I didn't realize how you have to work like a lot in relationships. The, for, I thought it's like you got the cheat codes, you're good. Play the game the rest of your life. But no, you got to keep working and working and working. And like one of the things that she wanted to have this year was like you know music during the lovemaking sessions. And I didn't like that because it made me feel like I was cheap, like I was in porn. But then she said I could pick the music we fucked to. I don't know if anyone here has ever come to the Space Jam theme song before, but uh woo, I took it into overtime, that's for sure. Come slam if you want to jam. <laughs> Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing this year was she wanted us to do role playing, which I wasn't a fan. I was like, ooh, maybe i do an accent or a funny hat and a mustache, and then... No, no. She uh, wanted me to pretend to be a burglar who breaks into our house while she's showering and holds her down. Okay? I know. Something we found out about role playing this year is I'm terrible at sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad problem to have, but it is in my life because I'm in love with this girl, and this is her fantasy, for whatever reason. Um, and I'm ruining it for her, you know what I mean? She's like, if you're not even gonna do it, don't even bother. And I'm like, damn it, first it's the bookshelf, then I didn't make enough money, now it's the rape. Ah! You're just like your mother. Oh man, you guys have been great. Are you ready for a fucking comedy festival? Oh man, keep it going for your host, Pam!
7: Sonny Dennis is a beast! Yay! All the way from Boston. I love all the guys from Boston. A lot of our people in the festival this year also come from Washington, like our next comedian. No, he comes from Portland, Oregon. I remember, no, now I remember because I remember seeing his video, I remember laughing so hard. The Helium Place that you guys have up there, my God. Anyone from Portland, they do some great fucking videos and you have a great, great great uh, club up there, the Helium. And your next comedian, his I, I saw, I watched it extra times just because he made me laugh so hard, like honestly. I loved your, your next comedian so much. He did. He was, you guys are gonna love him right now. Look at this full house. If anybody, wa- I mean, I don't even know where people can sit. You wanna sit on people's laps? I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, friends, make friends, sit on a friend's lap. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everyone. It's Jaron George.
5: Oh, yeah, so intimate. Mm-hmm. Look at this, it's nice. Hey, I'm Jaron George, A.K.A. Black Licorice, uh-huh. <laughs> A.K.A. Just a slice of Kit Kat. Hey, just a slice. All right, sit down. Just a slice. Hey, just a slice. Okay. <laughs> I'm so skinny. Um, my friends. My friends. They won't let me hold their babies, they won't do it. No, are you kidding me? Look at this, look at this wingspan, huh? It's not, look at that, I almost could reach you. Is not safe, huh? <laughs> look at that, okay. <laughs> I always thought like if, um, if my baby was born and like um, the nurse brought my baby and was just like, look, Mr. George, you wanna hold your baby? And I'm like, sure. So I rolled up my, my uh, sleeves and she's like, oh, not now, the baby's taking a nap, not now. <laughs> she saw my wrist, you guys. So what I'm trying to say is, when you see your boy Jaren at the gym, huh? and the food trucks. <laughs> He'll let you know, <laughs> he's trying to hold his baby. <laughs> someone, someone said I give out lousy handshakes because I'm a skinny guy. Like, uh, It's self defense, you know? I'm a little bit flimsy with it. Not trying to sprain the wrist, you know? Like, <laughs> hey, can you, what, do you, what do you think about that? Huh? All right. Oh, okay, all right, that's honest. Wait, what's your name? Douglas, give it up for Douglas, huh? <laughs> Honest, Douglas. There you go, huh? Nice applause, um, just letting you know, it was my bit, so this applause was for me. Um, <laughs> I wanna put that out there, I traveled long ways for, I'm just kidding, really give it up for Douglas, everyone. Give it up, come on. <laughs> See, I control the situation.
1: <laughs>
5: I need this, Douglas. No more attention, now. okay, this. <laughs> good. I'm just uh, Man, yeah, I've been having a good day. It was a good flight, um, even though Airbnb was a little um, shaky. But I had a good day. You ever had a good day where like, um, you you head home and you're just like, I'm gonna go masturbate, and then you're just like, no, my heart is full. No, 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 I'm tired. I love that saying because, like, I look on Facebook. I have friends who are just like, "I petted too many puppies. <laughs> My heart is full." I'm like, "God forbid, Jenny, you pet one more puppy." <laughs> what about your son?
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> from your heart. Uh, yeah, um, I'm. Fr- yeah, I'm. I'm originally from New York City. Um, uh, most of my family is from the East Coast. I'm the first one to move to the West Coast. Um, I'm not trying to say I don't get along with my family. I'm like the black sheep of the family. Oh, the white sheep. Uh, that makes sense. OK. Um, for example, uh, my uncle will take me to Costco to help him with his bulk savings. and um, if. <laughs> If I do a good job, I got a treat for me um, heading my way. So uh, he takes me to uh, Costco's uh, Majestic Music uh, Department. Huh? And um, he asked me what CD I wanted. Now, and he was giving me selections. He was like, hey, nephew, you want that one? I was like, uh, no, thank you, uncle. Um, and he's like, oh, Jay, you don't want Jay-Z? Oh, too much profanity. I get it. OK. Um, how about Will Smith, huh? How huh, nephew, you want to get jiggy with Will Smith? I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> and, and with courage, I pointed out the CD I wanted. I was like, I want that one. He was like, oh. Dave Matthews Band? Oh, okay, yeah.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah. Hey, he got that for me and a quiet ride home, you guys, huh? <laughs> Lasted for many years, good value, huh? Good value. Um, I love the West Coast here. Uh, yeah, what was what, the reason I moved? Oh yes, yeah, the weed. Um, you have uh, you have wonderful weed. There you go. Just waiting for the applause. Um, just one, okay, all right. Um, yeah, the weed like in the East Coast. Like um, the only thing I miss at the East Coast um, with weed is like, um, oh, if you have the weed for your friends, you're the fucking hero. Oh my God, you show up, you're a VIP. You kidding me? I show up one time, they're just like, oh, Jaren's here, right this way. Like they pop me a seat, and you're just like, oh. You Remember, he likes the lower um, back pillow just <laughs> while he's rolling up. He, they know what I like, you know? And I come to like Portland and um, everyone has weed, man. I don't feel special, like um, the only thing is missing is someone has like a piece, like a bowl. So like if I had the bowl, they go like, oh, Jen, finally, you're late, come on, man. Come on, pack it up. What you got? You know, this guy Thomas. So snarky with their weed, they were just like, um, Thomas was like, oh, we got. Um, they were just talking about like, oh, my, my weed is like, um, it's really crystallized. Uh, what about you as Jaren? Jaren, what weed do you pack in here? And then I'm just like, um, it's Sinex, it's Indica. Uh, um, no, no, sorry, it's Sativa, Sativa, you guys. I'm sorry, it's 3 p.m. in the afternoon. We got shit to do, I know. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, Jaren, I know about Sinex, but um, how much THC, what's the percentage? And I was just like, I don't know. And I look at the bottle, I was like, it's 18%. And he's like, oh, sorry, Jaren? Uh, it's 18%. And he was like, "Jared, my dear boy, you can put that away. <laughs> <laughs> um, Max here gets 30% um, of um, Durban poison. Uh, We're trying to get high, Jared, not feel all right. And I was like, okay. <laughs> no one wants the pregame, okay, you're right. I put it away. gonna mess with that. Um, yes, I know you hear my voice. Um, I'm a weird sounding black man, yes. Sometimes, yeah, I, I sound like the only black kid at a Jewish summer camp, you know?
1: <laughs>
5: Are you hearing this, huh? It's okay, you know? It's, it's what I live with. So. Um, hey, good news. Um, Pokemon Go, did you he hear? Pokemon Go is popular than Tinder, huh? Did you he hear about this? Yeah. Now, now, I'm not trying to brag here. But I got some Pikachu's and some Charizards up for trade,
1: ladies.
5: <laughs> Damn, it never works. Okay. <laughs> Meet me at the gym. Okay. I told you that, yeah. Um, yeah, things like that. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I um, found someone who could trade with me. No worries. Um, um, but the thing is, um, uh, I'm going out with this girl, and like, um, I'm trying to get better with dirty sex talk. You know, like. Um, uh, back in college, I tried it out. Um, I was in a racial relationship. Uh, she was white, I was black, and uh, we were getting it on, and um, she started throwing out a dirty talk on me, and um, I was like, uh, okay, let's try this out. She was like, oh, Jaron, Jaren, you're my mocha king. And I was like, okay, all right, we're warming up, all right. <laughs> and she got me with, uh, yeah, Jaren, give me a chocolate cake dick, you know? I was like, okay, I'll, we're getting somewhere, okay. <laughs> started turning over, and then she was like, Jaron, and you? Like it's my turn, you know. Like, I I I started panicking. I was like, "Yeah, yeah baby, oh, t- baby, chocolate cake dick is on the way." Yes. <laughs> it is, you know. And she was like, "No, Jaron, no talk dirty, racially to me."
1: <laughs>
5: so um. So I tried it out again. I was like, yeah, baby, and here's the thing. She was like all food related, right? So I, I thought there was a theme, so I'm just like, yeah, yeah, baby, baby, <laughs> baby, you so hot, baby, you so hot like, like egg whites. <laughs> so uh, she sighed and dismounted off of me and, um, <laughs> And she went to get her clothes, and um, I, I was trying to call her back, and I was still trying. I was like, baby, where you go? my bowl of mashed potatoes? Where you going, huh? No? No? Baby, where you go? my coconut custard pie? Uh, where you going? She hesitated on the coconut custard pie, you know? She was like... I was hungry, huh? Look, come on. I should try that out for us, the coconut custard. Uh, next time. Next time. Um, I, uh... A uh, little thing, um, I, oh, I quit my uh, after-school instructor job, yeah, um, because, um, yeah, I mean, working with kids is, um, is cool and all, but, like, the thing is, is, like, uh, anyone, like, Harry Potter fans? <laughs> all right, there we go. Yeah, yeah. This school I work at, they take their Harry Potter too seriously. You know, I had to like bring it down a peg. And um, this kid, um, Matthew, like, he picked up a twig and he was just like, "I challenge you to a duel, Mr. G." And I was like, "Bring it." So I pick up a twig and I was like, "All right." And then we, there's a whole crowd of kids watching us. I was like, "All right, let's go, let's do this, Matthew." And then he was just like, "Stupid Fudge!" And then I react. I was like, "Oh, you got me, okay." And I was like, "I smell the ominous, right?" He's like, "Ah!" And then he tripped and fell. Right? I was like, "Matthew, you can." And then he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And he gets up so angry, right? And his eyes just glazed over. He's just like, I got something for you, Mr. G. And then he, he picks up his wand and he's like, a cadaver." <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, we're just two spells in, man. <laughs> and he yeah, throws an unforgivable curse on me. You know, you know that one, right? And you thought I was gonna play along. Well, you think I was gonna drop that? I was like, no, Matthew, no. <laughs> Your heart didn't mean it, Matthew. Read the, did you read the books? Where's your heart in that? I hold the door for you, Matthew. (laughs) And you said good morning to me. I asked him if you were okay. And then he was just like, oh, uh," and then he realized he forgot the rules. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. G, I I, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, you forgot. What house are you in? And then he was just like, Gryffindor? I go like, Gryffindor? 100 points off Gryffindor. Looked like a Hufflepuff to me. Yeah, then the principal was like, "Mr. G, you can't keep taking house points away from the kids." I was like, "How are they gonna learn? How?" Yeah. Um, oh yeah, um, I played a cool game on my phone called uh, Puppy Farm Three. Um, and it, I I think I hear some fans. Okay, um, I skip one and two. You'll get this. Of um, a game you play. Um, you pet and you farm virtual puppies, okay? I'm a virtual farm, on your phone, so convenient. They give you 15 virtual biscuits to start off with, huh? <laughs> keep them busy, keep them behaved. I ran out of the virtual biscuits. <laughs> then those in-app purchases, they're trying to get me to pay more. I was like, no, I'm a good puppy owner. I'm, I'm gonna do it without the biscuits. Um, I couldn't do it without the biscuits. Um, <laughs> They were pissing all over my virtual bedroom um, in each corner, you know, and I was getting stressed out. I was like, no, I can't, uh, I can't raise these puppies all by myself like this without the biscuits, and I don't got money for that. But then um, I was going to take off the, the game off my phone, uh, but before I did that, the game saw that I was about to do it, and there was a special that popped up, and I looked at the special, and I was like, oh, because I don't want anything to happen to my puppies, like, in the cloud, you know? <laughs> So I was like, man, yeah, this special looks like a good deal because like, um, so I took the special because like, um, again, um, the special like, uh, again, don't want anything to happen to them. So um, for the special, uh, for the $10, um, I got them put down, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) What? Because I didn't want anything to happen. It would be my burden, you guys. My virtual burden, huh? Okay. We're on the same page. Okay. Cool. Right. Um, yeah, this has been cool. Um, last thing I want to say is, um, yeah, um, I'm dealing with uh, overly nice, passive-aggressive drivers in Portland. Uh, you know anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, like they, they're trying to be too nice for no reason. Like, they don't have to. Imagine trying to cross the street at 11 p.m. There's only one car. I see a Antonio Prius just quietly trying to drive by, right? And I do this move where, like, I could cross the street. There's no crosswalk, but I could walk a block, right? Let this car go, win-win situation, then I'll cross, right? This guy saw me do this move. Like, I looked over, and then I saw him, and I just kept going. He he stops suddenly, right? right? And then he flashes headlights, honk his horn, looks at me, and does this. <laughs> and I'm looking around, like, no, man, keep it going, you know? <laughs> what are you trying to play, like, progressive bingo? What are you trying to do, huh? Good Samaritan Act, 20 points, mm. And a black man. <laughs> Double the points, yes. 40 more points, I get a zucchini muffin from the farmer's market. Mm. yes, yes, yes. That's how it is, yes. Anyone um, a fan of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, the movie series? Anyone? Oh, you don't like sexiness? Okay. (laughs) Well, there's a new movie coming out. Um, Fifty Shades Darkest, you know what that means? You know what that fucking means? (laughs) Hmm. That means there's more black people in the movie, you guys! Yeah! (laughs) Hey, I'm Jaron George and I do what I want.
7: Yay! Give that man a zucchini muffin. Hooray! All right. I'm excited about your next comedian. He's also from the Northern Hinterlands. If anyone's sitting down and their butt hurts, you might want to like nod with a person who's been standing and be like a, be like a, do you want to switch? Or you want to stand and you want to be nice? You don't have to, it's okay. I know, I don't know how I don't know how there's so many people in the room. It's like really kind of amazing. I just take a picture of just the audience. This is very exciting. Uh, your next comedian, he's also from the Northwest and I'm so excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Todd
9: Kirkwood. Yes. Oh, thank you guys. I'm actually not a comic. I just want to get up on stage so I can stretch. Jesus Christ, it's packed in here. Oh my God. I've been standing back there and I'm like, there's no room, I can't breathe, I'm dying. The stage looks like it's got space. Send me up there, please. Oh my God. That's a good looking crowd. Any Latinos in here? Fuck, come on, nobody? Jesus Christ. Fucking Trump family in here. Oh my God, all right. Well, then anything I say is the goddamn truth, all right? Just take it as the truth, all right? It's fine. Oh, my God. I'm actually, all right, I'm actually only half. I'll be honest with you. My dad's Mexican. My mom is Irish descent. Super pasty. Like, if there's a fluorescent light bulb too bright, she sunburns. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're laughing. You got it. Yeah, you're like, yeah. 75 SPF? Yeah, all right, all right. We got it. So my mom's Irish, my dad's Mexican, I identify as leprecano. All right, so just follow me. It's kind of, if you haven't heard that, I got some friends, Jorge O'Malley, (laughs) Seamus Rodriguez, we get together. It's green tequila, corned beef burritos, the whole nine yards, you know what I mean? It's a good time for us right now because we're coming up on St. Patrick's Day. Between St. Patrick's Day and Cinco de Mayo is my Lent. Give up the same thing every year, sobriety. It's going to be great, all right? And look, I don't want to blame my genetics for my drinking problem, but I can. So I will, all right? And I do. I have a, be- I have a wee bit of a drinking problemo. Um, I like to call it that. It sounds cute and not dangerous at all. It's fine. But I was. After one of these shows, drank way too much. Okay? Way too much. And listen, Sonny was talking about it earlier, but I drank so much, I blacked out. Mmm. I know. But... When I blacked in. <laughs> now listen, I don't care what he was saying, I black out like a pro, alright? For me, blacking out is a power nap, alright? I come back stronger and drunker than before. <laughs> I was out there, I come back, I just like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. I rub my eyes like a three-year-old. No, what's going on? Do I get another bottle? And <laughs> sitting there, first thing I noticed, I was on the side of the road, cop lights behind me. Ugh. Second thing I noticed, I was in an Uber and he was getting a ticket. Oh, oh my God. Woo! I was so happy and still massively drunk. I popped out of the car, spiked my keys on the ground. It was like, King Kong ain't got shit on me. That's when I realized the cop was already up by the side of the car, you know? And he like wasn't even mad. His arms crossed. He's like, hey, Denzel, Mr. Training Day, You've been drinking tonight? And like, look, I can't lie to cops, right? Because I respect the badge and I'm allergic to bullets. So <laughs> he asked me and I just looked him right in the eye. And I said, 17 shots of Jameson. <laughs> Give me the breathalyzer. I'll go for the record. Come on. <laughs> and he didn't know what to do with me. I was too much. So he just poured me back into the Uber and sent us both off with a warning. I was like, all right. So me and my driver did the only thing we could do. We went to the bar and celebrated, it was beautiful. My driver, Mark, we're friends on Facebook now, he comes to all my shows. It's f- that's how you get fans, one at a time. Oh my God, this is a beautiful looking crowd. No Latinos, but that's fine, whatever. Anyone on a date, looking at dates? Fuck, you guys are worse at crowd work. All right, make some noise if you're having sex tonight. Damn, that was some missionary sex right about to happen. Are you enjoying this? Yes, I am. Oh my God. On a Friday night. No one's here. Th- that's fine. That is actually tracks. I ask that question a lot. We're having a sex drought. 2019 sex drought. Yeah. Uh, turns out women, it took like 30,000 years of human evolution. Women found out guys are assholes. Uh, recently, it just, just came out, you know? Because a lot of guys never learn the basic rules of kindergarten no means no. Uh, keep your hands to yourself. No penis at nap time. Just the basic (laughs) rules, you know? (laughs) so sex isn't safe anymore, you know what I mean? Like, imagine, like, meeting a stranger off the internet or a bar, and then going back to a secluded room to take your clothes off. They have a show about that. It's called Naked and Afraid, all right? (laughs) That's terrifying, right? So they have safe sex. I want to invent safer sex. Welcome to my TED Talk. Here we go, all right? Stick with me. One-on-one, not safe. We can't be doing one-on-one anymore. From now on, Orgies. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what we're going to do. Orgies from now on. Two on two is the minimum, but I prefer five on five co-teams. Okay? It's going to be great. You're going to treat them just like you do a basketball team. Okay? You're going to name them. You guys could be like the San Francisco Millionaires versus the San Jose Gold Diggers or something. I don't know. (laughs) The Oakland Cholas versus the Berkeley Fuckboys. Like, I don't know what you're going to call your teams. (laughs) That's in charge of you, but imagine, imagine how amazing it would be. Five on five, treat it just like a sport. We could have a halftime where you rehydrate. (laughs) At the end, you could count up orgasms, like score. Be like, all right, guys, you guys went five for five like you always do, good job, I guess. (laughs) But ladies, ladies, you went 23 for five. Way to tell your partners what you needed out there. That's amazing. (laughs) Everyone gets participation awards. You, you, You did it, beautiful. You could have chances to be really sex positive about the whole experience and be like, oh my God, Karen, your form during that Eiffel Tower was amazing. (laughs) If you don't know what an Eiffel Tower is, look it up on your phone and give me a high five. After my set, I'll be outside, okay? (laughs) Uh, Dating is tough for me. Like I said, Irish Mexican. Do you guys know how many cousins I have? (laughs) No, I mean, I'm asking because I don't know how many cousins I have. I can't go on Tinder without cross checking it with Ancestry.com. It's just too, it's too crazy for me out there. In fact, I decided to try and save time and combine the two apps, Tinder and Ancestry. I was going to call it Tincestry. And then I said Tincestry out loud. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want that dirty money. Uh, but I do, and it's the number one selling app in Alabama. Did it, boom, done, got it. Sweet Tincestry money. I actually told that joke and after the show, a woman came up to me and she's like, hey, just so you know, they have that app in Iceland because it's such a small little island and very Inuit." I was like, oh my God. Like, what's the percentage you're allowed to be related to somebody you're about to have sex with, you know? And then somebody yelled out, 69%! And I was like, ah, oh, Jesus, that's a great tag. That's going in. <laughs> And I was like, well, maybe it's based on time. You know, it's like, all right, Sven, you haven't had sex in one year. You get one cousin, Sven, you get one cousin, <laughs> and then you can move on. And I, so I asked, I said, well, what's the name of the app? And then she said, Icelandakusenfuken. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's exactly how they're using it. <laughs> uh, I am from Seattle now. Uh, I'm actually from Southern California originally. Uh, nowhere famous, just like the Mojave Desert, Hesperia, California, anybody? Yep. Okay. We got one. That's good. If you don't know, it's a Mojave Desert. Uh, it just looks exactly like Luke Skywalker's home planet of Tatooine. <laughs> it's exactly like that. But instead of Jedi, we have meth heads and bathrobes. you can see them. You see them in the pharmacy. They try to use Jedi meth tricks on you. to are like, this isn't the Sudafed you're looking for. And you're like, alright, we can see you. Take your teeth and get out of here, you know? <laughs> but I moved up to Seattle and Seattle's wild. Like, they have things, and I'm trying to explain this to the rest of the world so stick with me on this, right? Because they're They're forward thinkers. They invented Microsoft, they got Boeing, and they invented bikini baristas. Has anyone heard of this? Good. No one's heard of this. Follow me on this one, I'll I'll break it down for you. Basically, they love caffeine so much up there, and it's so rainy and they're so sexually repressed (laughs) that they started putting women in bikinis on little attractions on the side of the road to sell coffee. Yeah, so it's just like it sounds, right? It's a barista in a bikini locked in a tool shed on the side of the goddamn road, all right? Like, that's creepy as hell, you guys. Like, that's Silence of the lamb type shit, you know? Like, it pours the coffee or it gets the hose again. You're like, ugh! (laughs) No, right? And I'm not trying to knock the women, you know? These are strong, independent women who don't need no apron, I guess. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) But you have these guys driving to work in the morning. These sexual java johns, if you will. heading to work, and they think to themselves, first things first, I got to see some titties. Like, what? (laughs) Why would you want to get horny and then go into work? (laughs) Like, in this day and age, that's an HR violation in the making. That's terrifying. Like, I got an erection one day at my work, and I was like, well, today's the day I get fired, I guess. I don't know. I was like, what are you doing here, boy? I took you for a walk this morning. Did Timmy fall down the well? What's going on, you know? It was like my junior high nightmare, and I don't have a math book to cover it up with. You know, it's the scenario I got going on. Of course, my boss just happens to be like, hey, Todd, can you come into my office real quick? And I was like, can you give me five minutes while I think about my dead grandma? (laughs) (laughs) Look, I can't think about the live one. It just gets harder. All right, it's fine. Oh, grow up, San Francisco. She's a step-grandma, all right? She's a (laughs) gilf. She got new dentures. Christmas was awkward. It's fine. (laughs) Let's not worry about that. (laughs) No, Seattle's weird though. Like when I first moved up there, uh, I had a girl take me on a date to taco time. Or, do you guys know taco time? No, it's like a Taco Bell. Don't worry about it. Just picture fast food, Mexican rube, and she took me on a date there. And I was like, "Mm, is this girl racist or poor? Like, I don't know about that, you know? (laughs) And then they have an item on the menu called a Mexi-fry. And I was like, a Mexi-fry? The fuck is that? Yeah, it's a tater tot. Yeah, I was like, god damn it, Northwest. You cannot sprinkle paprika on a tater tot and call it a Mexi fry. <laughs> I was outraged about this till I had a tater tot with my burrito and my Irish side kicked in. Damn, that's delicious. That is good, good food, you know. Can't fake that at all. Uh, I was driving around up there. I saw... Um, when I was on a road trip here, I drove down here, I saw one of those Adopt-a-Highway signs, you know? And usually it's like, Highway Adopted by the Elks Club or some shit like that. This one was Highway Adopted by Taylor and Leslie. (laughs) I was like, y'all white people will adopt anything. You're out of control. (laughs) Like, I don't know anything about Taylor and Leslie, but I imagine they're vegan. Uh, (laughs) They probably run marathons, and they were running out of things to annoy their friends with, you know? (laughs) Like Tanner and Leslie invite you out to their boat and they're like, oh my God, we rescued a highway, but who rescued who? And you're like, Ah! Oh, <laughs> g- oh, get me off this boat. You know, they say shit like, oh, you just don't understand because you don't have a highway of, yourself, of your own. You're like, oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's a little longer than one minute. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I screwed up recently. I'm trying to get healthier. I bought an avocado recently. <laughs> I know, I'm a bad Mexican. First off, did you guys know it's not filled with guacamole? Were you aware of that? I was fucking pissed. Like I had my chips and everything out, you know? (laughs) So I bought my avocado at Target, all right? I know. (laughs) But they got that slogan, pay more, expect less, or whatever, you know? (laughs) So I went in there and I messed up because I was wearing a red collared shirt to Target.